Are you ready for a change and to finally do something about that feeling inside of you that says you have a different calling in life? To finally go after that dream or dust off that project you've been thinking of creating but still haven't done anything about yet? Do you need some support, direction, or motivational words from someone who has been there and who understands you? Well, if so, you've come to the right place. This podcast is a place to find inspiration for those who want to take control and change their lives for the better. Welcome to Life Change Secrets. Here's your host, Tony. People ask me a lot of questions about this transition that I made from where I was in the corporate world to where I wanted to go to, you know, to, which is where I am today. And... Um, one of the questions that they asked me is, they said, Tony, you talk about five steps that you went through, but why those five steps? Why not three? Why not two? Why not seven? Why those particular five steps? And so that's what I want to talk to you about today is, um, first of all, what those five steps are and how I actually lived those five steps, how I came to the decision that I needed those five steps to get me from where I was to where I wanted to be. And so the first step has to do with um, knowing yourself better, you know, because uh, like my mom used to always say, sometimes you run off, she used to always tell us, don't go off half cocked, you know, <laughs> and uh, because that's what, sometimes what, that's what people do. Sometimes people will go off and do stuff, you know, because they have this urge, so they just do it because they're really impulsive and they just go do something. And, and sometimes they make really, really important decisions that way. And sometimes that can backfire on you if you're not, really conscious of who that person is who's going to have to make that change and that person is you and so that's what i thought for myself i said before i go off and do something i have to first understand where i'm starting from what's my starting point because the future that i can see which i wasn't you know when i started having that funny feeling in my stomach that i said i I probably this probably wasn't the right uh path for me in life you know, to be in a corporate management position, um, I started to wonder, you know, what I was going to do, but I, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't, I wasn't that far along yet. I was just trying to understand, first and foremost, what should I be doing in my life? And that was one of the key questions that I asked, me, asked myself. I was like, you know, instead of starting with, which is what some people do, what do I want to do? Sometimes that's a tricky question because you don't really know until you study yourself first. And so that's what I did. I I decided that I needed to dig deep and understand myself better and understand who this person was who was going to have to make this enormously important change in his life. And that was me. And so, and that's one of the reasons why I decided that I have to look at myself in the mirror first. It's kind of like um, I told a salesperson once when I was, I used to do sales courses, sales technique courses a long, long time ago. And I remember I had like um, 50 salespeople in front of me. The guy, one of the guys sitting in the front row said to me, he said, so Tony, you're going to teach us some tricks and some, uh, some tips so we can sell more stuff and some techniques. And I was like, mm, we're going to get to some techniques, but that's not the first thing we're going to do. And I always use this uh, example, you know, sometimes when you're talking to somebody and I think we've all been through this and you talk to this person and, he, and this person gets too close to you, right? 
And uh, especially if you don't know that person, you try to distance yourself in a very elegant way, you know, and you're like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, 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 okay. Mm -hmm. And then what does that person do? They actually get closer to you again. And why do they do that? Because they're not conscious. They're not aware of their own communication. And they don't understand that there's a sphere, invisible sphere around every person. And you can't just enter into that sphere without having a certain kind of relationship with that person. You just, you know, because you'll make them feel uncomfortable. And so... I told the salesperson, I said, if I teach you a technique and it doesn't work, what are you going to do? How are you going to fix it if you don't even understand why it's not working? So the first thing that I have to do is to put you in front of the mirror. And by putting you in front of the mirror, you become more aware of your own communication. You, have, you also become aware if maybe the technique isn't working because maybe you got bad, bad breath. You got some serious halitosis. And that's why you be breathing up on pe in people's faces. And that's why your technique isn't working. You know what I mean? You have to be aware of all this stuff. You have to be aware of your communication and how your communication, what kind of person you have in, in front of you before you start communicating because your way of communicating may or may not be the, the way that that person wants, you see, to be communicated to. And so um, anyway, for me, it was really, really important to do a deep dive and really understand myself better. And then I, I started to think, well, um, and I'll be honest, I don't know if I would have done this if I hadn't gone to New York and studied acting. Because the second step is to open up your mind. And the reason I say that, I don't know if I would have done this if I hadn't gone to New York to study acting, because I remember an acting class that we were in. And you know, all acting classes are not the same. Never studied acting, you don't know anything about it. Um, there are acting technique classes, for example, in one summer, I had acting technique classes, different levels. I had like two different levels of acting technique class. I had a Shakespeare class, so we had to analyze Shakespeare text. I had a body movement class where you had to be more consciously and aware of your body movement. I had a scene study class where we had to break down scenes and practice on you know how to do those scenes in the best way. I had an audition class. Because audition, doing the audition is like the serve in tennis, you know, because auditioning and acting are two different things. You know, you have to know how to serve and you have to know how to act. You have to know how to audition and you also have to know how to act as well. You have to, you, in tennis, you have to know how to serve and you have to know how to volley, right? Anyway, so I took an acting, an audition class to learn how to audition. And then there was also a voice class to, to, uh, to uh, help you to understand how to project your voice. Well, in the body movement class, I'll never forget this, we did, um, I had a class with a guy named Grant Neal. And Grant was, in, there was always like 10, 15 people in a class. And I remember Grant Neal was telling us that, you know, we had to get, be conscious of our body movement and how our bodies move. You know, and he also said that if, and this was a, a basic concept that had to do with acting in general. He said that if you always move in the same way all the time, you're going to be a boring actor. You have to learn how to react differently to different situations, to the same situation. Because if you do that, you're going to be a more interesting actor, right? Anyway, and the, one of the questions that he asked was, he said, how many different ways are there to get what you want? And how many different ways are there to interpret anger, for example? How many different ways are there to interpret happiness? 
You know, for example, anger, you could, you know, you could uh, really get pissed off with somebody and you could yell at them and everything, you know, you go in there. Sometimes you don't even have to, you know how it is at home sometimes with your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend or whoever. Sometimes you don't, they don't say anything, but you know that they're very upset, you know. What's the matter? Nothing, you know. And so there's there's a lot of different ways. Or you, you might just, you know, you can just see somebody's brewing inside and... You know, you can just see it, right? You can just see it, that they're just brewing inside with this anger. So anyway, so the, he said, you have to be more conscious of that. And so he had these, these exercises where we had to actually do different things. For example, we had, to, we had to walk back and forth across the room and we had to plant seeds, acting, act like we were planting seeds for, to a tree. And so there was different ways to do it. Anyway... Like I said, I don't know if I would have gone through, if I would have inserted this step, but it's enormously important. And why is that? Because if I ask myself too soon, and this is what I was thinking after I came back from New York, if I ask myself too soon, what do you really want to do? Usually what people do, and this is what I did too, I said, well, this is what I knew how to do. This is where I grew up. This is the experience, the life experience that I have. This is how much money I have. This is what I learned at work. And so I could probably just use this and do that. And what I came to understand is coupling what I did in that acting class with the experience that I had that I started to investigate things and to do research and to see what was out there in the world. I started to realize that the possibilities to do things are so, so big. There's a lot of different ways to do stuff. And there's a lot of different things that you can do. And so that's the same thing that happens sometimes when I'm talking to people that I'm doing, that I'm coaching or the, you know, my potential coaching, coaching clients. If I ask them that too soon, what do you want to do? Because a lot of people just don't know. And I ask them, so what do you want to do? I don't know. Yeah, but try, force yourself. Try to think about what it is you really want to do. And when I ask them that, that's the, that's the, those are the kinds of answers that I get oftentimes. Well, this is what I did. This is, how, this is the degree I have. This is what I know how to do. This is how much money I have. This is where I grew up. This is how I was raised. And so I could probably do this. That's not what I asked you, though. I asked you, what do you really want? So why limit yourself? And the reason that people would limit themselves, and I was doing the same thing. I was almost falling into that trap to limit myself because this is what you're normally seeing. You're, you got blinders on. You got those, you're like those horses that have those, those things on the side and they can't see left and right. The only thing they can see is forward because that's the way that you're conditioned to think, you know? So I told myself, I said, I have to first broaden my horizons. Part of that is doing research. Part of that is doing market research. Part of that is just seeing what's out there in the world. So I was using a lot of the internet. I was trying to, I was reading a lot of books. Uh, acting classes and just that whole experience was so very, very helpful. And so I did that. And so that helped me then to get to the next step, which was the vision. And I had learned in the corporate world that what is really, really important is that not only do you try to have a good idea of what it is you want, but also to be as specific about that as possible. Because the more specific that I knew, that the more specific that I, that I would be about what I wanted and where I wanted to go, the more likely it would be that I would be able to achieve that. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't achieve their goals because their goals are too vague. And so, and they can't see everything that's in the future because their goals are too vague. I just want, I want to lose weight. 
and that's it. And they don't have, and that's all. how much do you want to lose? I don't know. I just want to lose a few pounds. How much do you want to lose? You know what I mean? And so when you set goals, you know, there's this thing called smart goals that have to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant to the bigger goal, and also timely, have a time stamp to it so that, you know, and those are all things and qualities and characteristics that help to make your goals a lot more achievable. You know, it helps to up the possibility that you're actually going to achieve them. So I was really, really um, focused on how to get that clarity of all those specifics about, and you know, I'm giving you a, a perfect example. I had in my mind, uh, and then, and that's another video about that I wanted to become a business consultant and a, um, a motivational speaker. And just briefly, the reason, and I'll get into this in another video or in another podcast episode, um, the reason that I is, had to do with some of the experiences that I had as a manager, some of the things that I wasn't able to, to understand right away that I actually learned. And I know that there are managers out there today and, and uh, entrepreneurs and business owners who have those same issues and they can't get over them. And so I wanted to help them. Another reason why I wanted to do that is because I um, wanted to do something and continue on a bigger scale what I used to do as a manager, which was not just manage people, but also to help them to grow. That was, I really enjoyed that enormously. Not just, you know, because that, that just gave me a lot, of, a lot of satisfaction. Anyway, so I had to get this vision clear and, and understand exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and I knew that the more specific that I could be, the more likely it would be that I could achieve what I wanted. And so I went through that. And sometimes, just like I needed, I needed help to do that. And so, the, you know, market research is good, but if you don't know how to do it, you know, you don't know what you're looking for. You're just out there looking around. There are ways, there's a method, you know, to everything. And there's a science to a lot of things. And, and knowing how to do market research is, is something, especially for somebody who wants to start up their own business, which is what I was doing. Um, I had to learn how to do that. And, uh, you know, what I learned in the company really helped me. But what I learned outside from another coach really helped me even more. So anyway, I went through that process. And then I said, okay, great. Now I have a pretty good idea of what I want to do. Now it's time to put together the plan. And so I had to put together a plan, a detailed plan, and that was that's something I was already pretty good at, you know, about planning. I said once I have an idea of what I was going to do, I had to make sure that I had to plan because the best vision of the future is nothing unless you have a, a detailed plan that you know that is going to work so that you can actually make it happen. So I had to do that. And then the last thing was the motivation. And I said, okay, I got the plan now, but I also knew that and this is something a lot of people underestimate when they leave their jobs and they you know want to embark on their own mission start up their own business um, you know whatever it is it's different from than being a manager in a company or working in a company because in the company atmosphere you have um, the Italians have a saying it's called um, la papa pronta so it's the baby baby food you know you, your, your food's already ready, you know, and somebody feeds it to you. And so when you're working in a company, and this is not to belittle anyone who is still working in a company, it's, that's not what this is about. This is just simply about you know, the way I see it, you know, and so as, as from my personal experience. So when you're working in a company, the structure is already there. The, 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 the infrastructure of the, what you need to do, it's already there. 
you just have to go in there and do it. Now, you do need to have skills, you need to have capabilities, you need to be able to manage people, you need to be able to do your job, you need to have technical skills. All that stuff is true. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying it's different than when you go out on your own. <laughs> you know, you also, when you're in a company, you usually have a boss. And your boss doesn't, it depends on the level that you're at, doesn't mean that your boss is always going to tell you what to do. But, you know, you have somebody kind of giving you guidelines on the direction that you need to go in, right? When you're working on your own, you don't have that. And so you need to make sure that you're on it and you're on your game every day, you know? And so one of the things that um, I was, for example, I was working with a client, um, you see this light is changing, but I'm going to keep going because you know what? It's not about the form. It's about the substance. Anyway, so um, I was I was called back twice actually to do a motivational speech for um, my former general manager when I was in Nike. And uh, he called me in to do uh, a motivational speech. He then called me back again the, the year after. And he told me, he said, I don't know if I could do what you're doing. You know, he said, I, I admire you. For, for what you do, he said, but I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I would have the discipline to do that, you know, because when you are working for yourself, you got to get up in the morning. You can't be laying around, you know, sleeping. Sometimes my wife will say, you know, just stay in bed. You know, you got, you know, when, on the days that I work, actually work from home, she said, oh, stay in bed. You know, you have this luxury. I, I got stuff to do. I'm busy. I'm, I got work to do. You know, I can't be laying around sleeping. You know what I mean? I mean, sleep is important. I try to get the sleep that I need, but I got to get up. You got to get up in the morning. You got to be detailed. You have to know what you have to do and you got to get it done. It's that simple. And so to do that, you need to be motivated. And there's, since there's nobody else out there to motivate you, you need to find your own motivation. You need to be, have, know how to do that. That's one of the reasons why one of, the, one of my favorite topics, aside from change, which is kind of what we're talking about now, is motivation. How to motivate yourself and others. I love that topic. I love it, you know? So anyway, you really need to be able to have the, the, the wherewithal and the, the self-discipline to stay on track and to, to make sure that you move closer to, to the achieving your goals. That's so important. So, you know, that's the kind of the explanation about why those specific goals, uh, why those specific steps, you know? Like I said, you need to look at yourself in the mirror first. And I found that to be an enormously helpful exercise broadening your horizons and opening your mind before you start going off half cocked and starting to understand the, the enormous amount of possibilities that there really are to get what you want and to do what you want to do um, is really important. Then making sure that you clarify your vision in the smallest details. You know, I didn't really touch too much on that, but I'm going to kind of go back and, and just complete that section. You know, when I talk about that, if you say you want to be a business consultant, for example, or you want, to be, you want to do motivational speeches, to try as much as possible as you can in that particular phase, because when you get to the planning phase, then it'll be even more so. You'll be able to do that even better. But to try as much as possible, and this is what I do, and I try to uh, guide people through a, a visualization process to help them to get this clarity. And so for a business consultant or for a motivational speaker, for example, um, to try and, and imagine what, it, what kind of consulting are you going to do? Who are you going to do it with? Who are, you gonna, who are your customers? Who, who will you be targeting? Um, when you do motivational speeches, what are you going to talk about? What kinds of speeches will you, will you do? How long will they be? How many people will you speak to? 
What, how much do you think you're going to charge for those speeches? How much do you think you're going to charge for the consulting? How, the, how is the consulting going to be structured? You know, the, the whole structured, I mean, the, 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 the training process. How is that going to be structured? You know what I mean? So try to get as much detail about that, that kind of stuff. Also, with regard to your lifestyle, where are you going to be living? What kind of house is it going to be? What, what city is it going to be in? You know, what kind of uh, standard of living do you have? You know, all that kind of stuff, because that helps you to understand when you get to the planning process, what needs to happen to in order for you to be able to achieve those things. OK, and then the fourth thing, like I said, is the plan. You got to have a plan. And then the fifth thing is the fifth step is to make sure that you stay motivated. OK, and so that's um, basically what I wanted to say about that. And so, uh, like I said, stay with me because I got a lot more things to say.